Welcome to the Zen Crypto Show, where we explain cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology in simple terms, so you can feel comfortable interacting with crypto and investing in these exciting new digital assets. I'm your host, Sebastian Couture. Crypto isn't just about money. At their core, blockchains are mechanisms for aligning incentives. This just happens to be a good thing when it comes to deciding what's valuable, and which is why blockchains are generally used to store things that have value. But since the dawn of blockchains, people have been looking at these systems and trying to understand how can they be used for other use cases. The blockchain ecosystem is experimenting with new forms of leaderless organizations called DAOs, and they're challenging all sorts of traditional structures from companies and nonprofits, all the way to governments and democracies themselves. In this episode, we'll talk about DAOs, or DAOs, in three parts. First, we take a deep look into DAOs and understand what they are. Second, we explore the different types of applications for DAOs. And finally, we look at practical examples of how to join a DAO. Let's get started. To understand DAOs, it's helpful to think of another type of organization you're already familiar with, a legal entity. Now, you might not be very familiar with this term, but a legal entity typically encompasses things like companies, nonprofit organizations, foundations, or any other type of structure which has the ability to make decisions and take actions on behalf of others. So for example, a company acts on behalf of its shareholders. Legal entities have specific goals, which are generally written in their foundational documents. It could be to sell a product or service, make investments, and there are even special types of legal structures called nonprofits, which have the goal to operate for a collective, public, or social benefit. In our modern society, there exist many forms of legal entities which allow people to cooperate in all sorts of interesting endeavors. So a legal entity is basically a group of people that organizes together within a structure to achieve a common goal. DAOs are decentralized autonomous organizations. That's a bit of a mouthful, but a DAO is an entity that's governed by computer code. This gives DAOs the ability to function autonomously, and it gives them unique properties that we don't find in the world of traditional legal entities. Remember in previous episodes, we talked about smart contracts. These are bits of code or programming logic which runs on a blockchain. So instead of running on one computer, which could potentially be shut down or censored, smart contracts run on all the computers on a blockchain at once. DAOs encode the core function of an organization and will execute decisions in a deterministic and predictable way. Similar to how a company has shareholders, DAOs have token holders who can vote on what the DAO does. Usually this involves deciding on what the DAO does with its money or with the funds that are held within a DAO. There are a few reasons why one might want to choose a DAO instead of a traditional legal entity. The first, and this applies to all of crypto, is that DAOs are permissionless. This means anyone can start a DAO and anyone can join a DAO without the need to register with a local chamber of commerce or government entity. A DAO is simply code that runs on a blockchain, and anyone with a wallet can participate in a DAO. 
The second reason is that DAOs allow their members to stay anonymous. Anyone with a crypto wallet can be a member of a DAO. One does not need to provide their ID or register with any authority to become a member of a DAO. The third reason is that DAOs are native to crypto. Think of a DAO as a general purpose corporate structure for the crypto economy. The traditional economy has things like corporations and nonprofits, and the crypto economy has DAOs. And finally, and this is the most interesting in my view, is that DAOs have no hierarchy. DAOs use economic mechanisms to align the interests of the members of the organization. Now let's look at some of the ways people are using DAOs. It's been suggested that Bitcoin was actually the first DAO. Think about it. It operates in a decentralized fashion and it's coordinated by code which allows the stakeholders of Bitcoin to achieve consensus on the state of the blockchain at any time. The Bitcoin protocol provides the rules for the organization and the Bitcoin currency provides the incentives to secure the network. Miners get paid in Bitcoin. In Bitcoin, there's no hierarchy between participants and it ensures that all the participants work together to keep Bitcoin running. Now, there are more complex examples of DAOs that have been made possible by the advent of smart contract blockchains, particularly the Ethereum blockchain. One DAO you may have heard of because it made the news was Constitution DAO. This was a group of thousands of crypto users who in 2021 created a DAO and raised $45 million in about a week. And the goal was to bid on a rare copy of the US Constitution, which was being auctioned off by Sotheby's. Now, they lost the auction, but it was a great example of how DAOs can be used by thousands of people who have never met to achieve a common goal. DAOs are an incredible coordination mechanism. Another more niche example is PleaserDAO. This DAO is formed by entrepreneurs and investors, and it was created to bid on works of high-profile digital artists, or NFTs. PleaserDAO spent about $5.5 million on one NFT affiliated to the whistleblower and activist Edward Snowden. And it also bid on other works of high-profile digital art. Once the DAO bids on these NFTs on the blockchain and wins the auction, the DAO now owns the NFTs and can decide what to do with them. It can sell them on the market or even fractionalize them and distribute those shares to the members of the DAO. But what's important here is that it is the members of the DAO, those who formed it and hold its DAO tokens, who get the vote on what the DAO does. Perhaps one of the most infamous examples of a DAO was an organization created in 2016 called The DAO. Its goal was to act like a decentralized investment fund. It raised over $100 million from early Ethereum investors, and the DAO's goal was to fund projects on Ethereum. So the way this was supposed to work was that there would be a governance mechanism where People with ideas for new projects would propose these ideas to the DAO and the money they were looking to raise, and the DAO members would vote on whether or not those projects would be worthy of receiving that investment money. It was a brilliant idea, but perhaps too early for its time, and unfortunately, that smart contract was hacked, which is something which unfortunately still happens in crypto, and unfortunately, the DAO was not able to fulfill its mission. 
DAOs have also been used to govern pieces of software. One very famous example is MakerDAO. It's a decentralized stablecoin. And all of the users of MakerDAO hold MakerDAO tokens. MakerDAO is a decentralized finance platform. And the members get to vote on how the protocol evolves. So as a member of MakerDAO, you're able to make proposals, proposing to the community on upgrades to the system or upgrades to its parameters, however you see fit. Then the community votes on whether or not to implement these changes. In this case, DAOs represent a very interesting way to govern decentralized software. An interesting analogy would be if every citizen had the ability to make proposals on how to improve things like public infrastructure. Imagine if, as a citizen, you were able to propose to your city or state on improving public infrastructure, like improving roads or sidewalks or public lighting. And then other citizens would be able to vote on those improvements. This is essentially what DAOs enable in the decentralized platform landscape. Now that we understand what DAOs are and examples of practical use cases for DAOs, let's look at how to join a DAO. So as we mentioned earlier, DAOs are meant to make structures like traditional companies. But where the rules and regulations are enforced not by the law, but by code written in a smart contract. We talked about how smart contracts are pieces of code which run on a blockchain and where the execution is predictable and can't be corrupted. Starting a DAO is actually pretty easy. There are lots of tools which allow people to spin up basic structures to run a DAO. Typically, DAOs are used to manage funds. So let's imagine you and your friends want to start a DAO to help fund environmental projects in your area. Let's call it Clean DAO. You would spin up a DAO using one of the various DAO launch tools available. Then, for some period of time, you would open the DAO for funding. This is the time during which folks who want to contribute to the DAO would send cryptocurrencies to the DAO's vault. This is similar to the process of starting a company where all the shareholders contribute capital. Those who fund the DAO would be issued clean DAO tokens in proportion of the amount they contributed. After the funding phase is over, the DAO is live and operational. All the decisions regarding how the money is spent are made by the DAO's token holders. Depending on how the DAO is structured, it could be possible for other people to join the DAO later, or the DAO could be closed to its additional funders. Next comes the part about governance. The DAO has a mechanism to accept funding requests. So for example, a local nonprofit looking for funding for an environmental project, let's say a beach cleanup, could make a funding request to the DAO. The request would include information about the organization, what they plan to do with the money, and the amount they request, along with a crypto wallet address where the funds should be sent. The nonprofit in question could also be a DAO, which would itself be subject to governance on how to spend that money. Just like in the traditional world, a company can do business with another company, in the crypto world, a DAO can work with another DAO. Once the funding request is submitted, 
the members of CleanDAO would have a certain amount of time to vote on whether or not the nonprofit should get the money. If the proposal passes, the money is automatically sent to destination address without the need for human intervention. This is where the autonomous part of decentralized autonomous organization comes in. The DAO executes the decisions autonomously without the need for human intervention. And more importantly, these decisions cannot be overruled or censored. DAOs are an entirely new paradigm which allow people to cooperate without having to rely on traditional organizational structures. They provide a stable structure for new ideas to emerge and programmatic decision making. DAOs are a pretty new concept and the regulatory environment surrounding DAOs is still uncertain. Depending on the jurisdiction, DAOs may be more or less protected. But there are jurisdictions that are embracing this new innovation and allowing DAOs to operate within the confines of the traditional legal system. DAOs have already proven their efficacy in the crypto world and are opening up new frontiers for governance structures in an increasingly digital world. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Zen Crypto Show, which is produced by Zengo where you can buy, sell, trade, and earn cryptocurrencies with mind-bending simplicity and safety. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and let us know what you learned by leaving a review. And if you'd like to suggest a topic for future episodes, email podcast at zengo.com. Until next time, stay zen.